Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. And I got a little few notes here, but there's no teleprompter or anything because when you look at where we are getting ready to head into the midterm election cycle of 2022, I don't think you need notes. I don't think you need any teleprompted talking points. I just think you have to be aware of what's going on and paying attention because that's one of the things the progressive social left does not want you to do is to be aware. And, of course, they want to manipulate the issues. They want to get their narrative out there. They want to create all the talking points that distract you. But if you think about this election cycle that we're going into, and everyone's talking about the, the red wave is not going to happen. The gap is closing. What, what is to be? The only reason that is happening is because people aren't really paying attention. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to the grocery store, you see exactly what's happening. You're going to the gasoline station, you see exactly what's happening. If you only listen to a snippet of the news. Now, if you listen to MSNBC or CNN, yeah, I mean, you're going to be living in an alternative universe. You're kind of like in the Matrix. So what I want you to do is take the red pill. Some of you are afraid to take that red pill, but you need to take the red pill because if not, you can't live in this world of delusion for very long. You know, there was a special election that was up in New York, up in the Hudson Valley, a couple of weeks ago. And the Democrats were all up and and giddy and everything because they won this special election. And they're saying that the reason why we won this special election is because we talked about the abortion issue. Now, if the Democrat Party wants to be known, going into the midterm election cycle, as the party, and, and Roe v. Wade was not overturned. Supreme Court made a constitutional decision to send it back to the states where the decision should be made. You can still murder an unborn baby in the United States of America. So nothing's been overturned. It's been correctly adjudicated. But if the Democrat Party wants to go into the 2022 election cycle, and they think that the rallying point is to say that we're the party that wants to Murder unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment. Have at it. And I think that that's what the Republicans, constitutional conservatives, should be out there saying. If you want to align yourself with a political party that is also aligned with the satanic temple of America, then there's nothing I can do for you. If you want to align yourself with a political party that, as Ralph Northam said, that even after a baby has been born, we'll set it over to the side, it, an inanimate object. We'll try to keep it comfortable while we will decide what to do with it. That's infanticide, people. 
And when you understand what the progressive socialist left is talking about, they're talking about murdering unborn babies by dismemberment all the way up to the day before that child is born. And as a matter of fact, in Maryland and California, they were looking at legislation that says that you could kill the baby even after it's born. I mean, this is Baal, God of Moloch type of stuff. And so if you're out there as a Bible-believing Christian, and you're going to church on Sunday and shouting hallelujah and leaping over pews and everything like that, open up your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, where God says, I lay before you today life or death. Choose life so that you and your generations, you and your descendants shall live. There's some pastors say that God is pro-choice. There's his permissive will that he will allow us to operate on, but there's his perfect will. His perfect will is that we choose life and we honor life. You don't believe me? Look at what David wrote in Psalm 127, where he talked about the blessing of life from God and that how children for a man are like arrows in his quiver. Even Jesus said, suffer the little children that they come unto me. If you want to align yourself with the party that is conducting a war on our children, born and unborn, have yourself a great time doing it. But if you could just find your cognitive knowledge and sense and understanding to realize that as 75 to 80 percent of Americans say, we're on the wrong track. The Inflation Reduction Act is not going to reduce inflation. It's not going to reduce the deficit. And when you hear the left say that we are reducing the deficit, the only thing that they're doing is no longer spending money that's tied to COVID relief or some of these other things. They're not reducing any deficit. They're continuing to go out and spend money. And what does 87,000 new IRS agents have to do with inflation reduction? When they go out and say, well, this certain group of people, we're going to relieve your college student loans. But all your other schmucks out there that <laughs> paid it off, and did what was right and responsible, you're just out of luck. And oh, by the way, how did we get to this point? Well, first and foremost, if you go back to the Obama administration, Obamacare, it opened up the government to be the grantor of all of these loans for college attendance. And the colleges understand that, and they keep raising, 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 raising their tuition rates. But nothing's going to be done about that. So if you want to align yourself with the party that all of a sudden you're going to be paying off the student loan debt for will end up being all the academic elites, knock yourself out. As you go to the grocery store and you see all of those commodity prices going up, you know, the left wants us to believe that they're the ones that are responsible for the reduction of gasoline prices. Now, they didn't have anything to do with the gasoline prices going up, which they did. When you wage war on your own domestic oil and gas industry, what do you think is going to happen? But the real issue with gasoline prices going down is that the demand went down. Because there are Americans out there saying, I can't afford this. But those prices are going to go back up. As a matter of fact, we're already seeing diesel prices go back up. And if you really think, that the path of Gavin Newsom is putting California on to say that we're not going to allow gas-powered vehicles, 
The biggest thing you have to understand, and Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, is right. We want the American people to feel pain. If you want to align yourself with a political party that wants to bring pain upon its own citizens so that they will have to bow down and knuckle under to their ideological agenda, their religion, little r, climate change, Green New Deal, gender dysphoria, you name it. But really what this comes down to is when you're telling people that they must buy, first of all, you're taking away my right to be able to decide what my mode of transportation should be. And most Americans can't go out there and afford an electric vehicle. And furthermore, we don't have the infrastructure to be able to sustain everybody in America being on an electric vehicle. But what's the real issue about this? Why do they want us to have this pain? Because it's about restricting your maneuverability. It's about restricting where you can go. I mean, if you're living in a major metropolitan center and you have those recharging stations, okay, you got about 200, 250 miles. But if you're out there in the beautiful hinterland of America, the countryside, the rural areas, you're stuck. And really what it ends up becoming is like the new Hunger Games. Remember the Hunger Games where everybody, all the cool people, flashy, nice-dressed people, they were in the capital. They had all the great modes of transportation and everything like that. But then you had those districts. I think there were 12 districts in the Hunger Games. And the people out in the districts had no rights. They had no freedoms. They had no liberties. The people out in the districts, rural America, the countryside, they only existed to serve the people in the capital. That's exactly what we're going to see happening in the United States of America. Was that art imitating life or life imitating the art of a movie? Either way, the end result is not cool. And think about this. I mean, you know, all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that we're fascists just because we don't want to agree with the ideological agenda of the progressive socialist left. You know, the great unifier, the inauguration speech was supposed to be about unity, which was more about conformity. Now all of a sudden you're demeaned, you're disparaged, you're denigrated as a fascist. You're the most violent person out there constitutional and conservative, the person that believes in America first principles and policies that had us at 1.4 to 1.6 percent inflation instead of 8.5 to 9.1. They had us energy independent instead of going out and begging Saudi Arabia. That had us in our regard, our foreign policy, our national security utmost. But now we're just being disregarded and disrespected. So if you believe in those principles, those policies, those values, you're fascist. But who are the ones, who are the totalitarians, who are the tyrants that are out there suppressing your First Amendment rights? Freedom of speech, speech freedom of expression, the right to petition your government for redress of grievances. Because all of a sudden, if you're a parent, you show up and say, I don't want this taught to my kid. You're a domestic terrorist. So who are the real fascists? Ain't us. I mean, a few weeks ago, I got banned from TikTok. Why? I guess they didn't like the fact that I said something that was true, 
It was valid. And it got a lot of views. That's fascism. When you try to suppress opposing thought, insight, and perspectives, which is what we see happening on our college and university campuses, you always hear this diversity, equity, inclusion. But diversity, equity, inclusion only means that which they approve. Freedom of speech has become freedom of accepted speech. There's no diversity of thought under these people that are now trying to label you and I as fascists. And if that's what you want to align yourself with, knock yourself out. But in the end, they'll be coming for you too. And so the choice is very clear going down in this path toward the 2022 midterm elections. The problem is that the Republicans don't have any real leadership. They don't have anyone that can really articulate their agenda, their plan, their vision. And people suffer when there's a lack of vision and knowledge. But when you sit back yourself and just be honest, be objective, and look at the facts, the progressive socialist left, the, the socialists, and, and, and again, people say, well, you're calling them a name. No, I'm not calling them a name. I'm really acknowledging who they say they are based upon their policies. Socialism is an economic model, an economic model that believes in wealth redistribution. That's what they're doing. An economic model that believes in the nationalization of economic production. That's what they're trying to do. An economic model that believes in the creation and extension of a welfare nanny state. So you're relieving college student loans. You're telling people they don't have to pay their rent. What's next? You don't have to pay your utility bill. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You know, the government's going to take care of all those things. Social egalitarianism. Equity? Equity is the forced imposition of an equality of outcomes. That's what the socialist economic model is all about and secular humanism. You cannot have faith in God. You cannot have faith in anything that's above man, man being government. Those are the five tenets of a socialist economic model. And I think if all of you critically sat back and thought, you could see instances of that in this Biden administration, which is the third term of the Obama administration. You could definitely see it in the two terms of the Obama administration. And that thing called socialism will lead to a thing called communism, which is a societal model, because you reshape the economic model, and that takes you to this societal transition. I believe it was Lenin who said the end goal of socialism is communism. And Marxism, this bridge that gets us from this economic model to this societal model, is all based upon the equal sharing of misery. It's all based on creating these divisions amongst us. It used to be socioeconomic division. still is. But now in America, it's become racial division. And look at what is happening, the crime that is out there. The fact that Joe Biden wants to try to say that the, the problem with crime is now 
something that Republicans have done, you've got to be really deranged to believe that. Look at all these George Soros-backed district attorneys. We've got several here in the state of Texas. Dallas County, Harris County, Travis County, and down in Bear County. Look at this bail reform where they're just releasing violent criminals back out into the streets. At the same time, they're talking about defunding the police and also disarming you. So you become a victim in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Like we just saw the guy up in New York City just standing there, and he gets cold caught from behind, put into a coma by a guy who had a rap sheet of some 30 different crimes to include sexual offense. You look at our border, it is wide open. The Constitution clearly states, Article 4, Section 4, that one thing the federal government is supposed to guarantee to every state in the union is to protect us from invasion. Three to four million in two years, that's an invasion. We are seeing drug, sex, human trafficking at astronomical levels, the number one killer of Americans, probably after all the gang violence and everything that's happening on the streets, is fentanyl, which comes from China. It's shipped over to Mexico, so the transnational narco-criminal terrorist organizations we call the cartels, and nobody wants to designate them as a terrorist organization, that's what they are. We're fighting an insurgency along our border. Now, if you want to side with that, you don't believe that we should have sovereignty as the United States of America? You're okay with 800,000 illegal immigrants being in the United States of America and we don't know where they are? That's what Godaway means. 800,000 illegal immigrant Godaways in the United States of America is greater than the active duty strength currently of our United States Army and United States Marine Corps. You want more of that? See, what I'm trying to do is simplify the message and make the case for you going out. Now you can say, not, Colonel, I don't care. I don't like Republicans. I like my border wide open. I like usurping the authority of the individual. I like misusing and misappropriating taxpayer funds for an ideological agenda. I like murdering unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment. I like going out and hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. I like the fact that we're not energy independent anymore. We have to go beg the Saudis for energy resources. I like the fact that our strategic petroleum reserve is at the lowest levels it has been in quite some years and we're selling it to the Chinese. I like that stuff. If that's the stuff that you like, then I'm praying for you. Because you have no idea what it means to be an American. But I will tell you this. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that you and your side does not win. Because I will not relegate my children, my grandson, or the children of my friends and fellow Americans that believe in this great nation and their grandchildren to your vision of misery, sorrow, despair, and despondency. We are engaged in an ideological battle 
I would love to be able to sit down and debate this as a engagement of ideals. But that's not what socialist Marxists and communists do. They don't believe in fear, intimidation, coercion, and ultimately violence to get their way. Those means are unacceptable. Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals is not the means by which I intend to live, nor under the precepts and concepts of the Communist Manifesto. You destroyed my community, the black community. You destroyed the traditional nuclear family in the black community. You've gone out there, you Marxists and socialists, you created this organization, Black Lives Matter. They don't give a daggum about black lives. All they care about is manipulating black people to be tools by which you can further this cultural Marxism. You have to be defeated. And you will be defeated. And I intend to play a part in your defeat. Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is steadfast and loyal to the Constitution of the United States of America. And the oath that I took to support and defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic, well, that's just how I roll. God bless you all. But understand this, the Bible as a Christian says that I pray for my enemies and my friends, but I ain't praying for you to win. I'm praying for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you all. And if you enjoyed this monologue, the Steadfast Law podcast, please hit the like button and share it with others. The message has to get out. And it's worth the fight because the victory is worth the struggle. God bless you all and good night.